on this week's Nonsensible Podcast. We're, we're just about to pull into the driveway, and I, like, you know, shit my pants. <laughs> but then she understood because it was a guy, you know? What? <laughs> Who is you? You're like the onion from hell. <laughs> Welcome back to a bunch of guys chilling. Yeah, bunch of guys chilling chillin'. like a villain. Chilling like a villain. It's uh, of course it's myself, Sam Hamilton here again, and Dave. It's all good. Woo. It's interesting the uh, the difference between woo and soul. <laughs> no, 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 no. Size no. difference, no, no, well, voice you, difference. Got, you do have the size difference, but for me, it's for people out there listening right now, it's the voice difference. Yeah. Will you do an impression? I swear I won't get offended. Do an impression, an overly exaggerated impression of my voice. Oh, gotta- an overly exaggerated impression of my voice. <laughs> See? You just and then Wu's talking like this. He's like the Mr. T of Korea. I broke somebody's finger. <laughs> I'll break your finger, man. I really like didn't. I used to not believe that I talked the way that people say I talk. Uh-huh. But like Dave is one example. You sound, hey, guys, baby. <laughs> Dude, you sound like Steve-O. Yeah, oh. someone told me that. Oh, oh yes. From Jackass, you sound if, like Steve-O. If, hang on, let me close my eyes. You just say something. And- yeah, dude. Hey, what's going on? My name is Saul. It, you, you just do, change your voice slightly. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm trying to sound tough. It, it, I can see Steve-O. I can definitely hear Steve-O it on that sounds voice. like Steve-O, yeah. Yeah. This one time I got a tattoo of my face while I was on a speedboat. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's kind of cool, though. I think it's like when you look at a lot of um, like rap groups out there as well, a lot of artists have distinct voices. And when you put them together, it, it kind of makes it a lot more harmonious. If everyone's got the same voice and you're listening to that on a track, sometimes it can just sound like crap. Yeah, yeah. Like you look at A Tribe Called Quest and you've got, you know, both of them have distinct voices. And when you, you're listening to them rap, it, it just brings so much more to it. I think the two of you, in terms of that, are like peas in a pod when it comes to the voice. You rap, bro? Should we start a, a crew? Let's do it. <laughs> you can handle the dance. Let's talk about stabbing and... Breaking fingers. <laughs> I'll write some of your raps. You can teach me some dances. Right. right now, all I can do is fucking kid at each other. <laughs> Has, were, have you done anything like in terms of security work? Security work? Yeah. What, what do you mean security like work? At a, you've, you've been a bodyguard at a, a bouncer, oh, a bouncer yeah. at a club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could definitely yeah. see you. That was like my, like somewhat like my first job in Korea. You're a like I was, yeah, I was like doing like the multi-working club back in the days. Uh-huh. That's did involved in the club. Did you like being a bouncer? Did I like being a bouncer? At the time, of course. At that time? I don't think so because uh, Dave knows, but you know, Hongdae used to be crazy back in the days. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was a different place. Hongdae was like, okay, I when I first came to Korea, it was 1998. Wow. And I came here as an exchange student. And back in the day, Itaewon was like, Itaewon was like chaotic back then. My buddy's girlfriend had this crazy story about when she was young. I, I wish I probably shouldn't talk about that. Never mind. Let's cut this. I should not talk about that in Korea. Well, well, that's right. Maybe we I shouldn't talk about that. Okay, okay, sorry. Yeah. But I was going to kind of go on a direction of yeah. talking about, hey, being um, you've done like security, kind of like bodyguard stuff. Oh, yeah. I was going to throw it. 
All right. Here's a question for everyone. What's the worst job you've ever had? So I, I was uh, the laundry guy at the when I was in juvenile hall. Uh-huh. So I had to do laundry all day. I think that was like the, the worst job probably. It's nasty, right? That wasn't a job by choice though, was it? Yeah, it was kind of like by choice. You could choose when you're in there. But can you choose yeah. not to have a job? Could you say, I don't want to work. I just want to lie in bed all day. I think so. I can't really remember exactly, but I wanted to get out the the dorm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was doing the working at the laundry place. It wasn't really nasty. Like I wasn't thinking thinking that far. You yeah, know? yeah, I was yeah. just happy, kind of to just be out. Outside, but if I yeah. think back now, you know, I don't think you want to do that all well, day. What were the know? job selections? Like you could work in the kitchen and be the like laundry. A janitor? Yeah. And did they do? Did they make license plates? Because in the movies but, they make license but plates. But everybody wants wanted to work in the kitchen, so. Like, it wasn't yep. that many plates, you know? You, yeah. So you could so you eat get a little bit of food. food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just took the laundry. What did you saw? What was your worst job? I, I've never really had a job that I didn't You've, like. Uh, uh. I had one. Well, I mean, I've had jobs that I guess really sucked looking back on. But I, I, I kind of like always look for the bright side in it. Like my first job when I worked at a, a food lion, which is just like the, the local grocery store where I'm from. It was cool because I got to sell my friends beer. And you know that was like hard uh, to uh, come yeah. by when you're like 14 and in in North Carolina. And then you know, I mean, I had like other weird things that I had to do at jobs. Like I worked for the Autism Society, and there were like some definite, like definitely really, really rough experiences that I mm-hmm. had there. But I mean, it was like the most rewarding time of my entire life in terms of yeah. you know being able to really help someone out and some people out who really needed it. And I mean, other than that, just like. Teaching here, I really loved, and mm-hmm. That's cool. and rapping mm-hmm. here, I just rapping is like I have to do it, and I've been lucky enough to call that a job for a while. You, know, you like your job a lot, don't you? Oh, it has its ups and downs. You know, it gets miserable when you have to. You know, at this point, I'm not doing content for me more than I'm doing content for you know, for what my viewers want. But uh, um, when I was 17, I worked at Walmart. And that had oh. to that had to be my worst job ever. I hated working. What did you do at Walmart? Uh, so I went through three different positions. Um, at first, I was the cashier boy, and man, people are mean, man. Jeez, mm-hmm. bad, people are dude. mean at Walmart, man. Like, <laughs> like hurry up and bag. I'm like Jesus Christ. I'm I'm. Were you you were the cashier or were you the bag boy? I, I was. I had to do both. They were oh, just okay. Different days. At that, I, I just wanted. You know, money. You know, I just wanted my own money. And I did um, shopping cart. Where you would get all the shopping carts and then push them back into the the big shopping cart line. I hated that, man. But it was was cool because I got some fresh air sometimes. And I worked at the video game section. And… You liked that probably. No, I hated that the most. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I hated that the most. Because… You know, you think you're working at a video. I love video games. You know, so you mm. think you'd be like, you know, surrounded by video games and gamers. No, it was pretty much ninety five percent of the time. It was just, you know, mothers like demanding me to pick games for their kids and asking me like the content that's in the games and stuff like that. And it was they they never listened to you in the end. So it was just me picking some kid's horrible birthday gift that he doesn't want like I know the kid I know the kid wants to play like Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat or something but he, you know I end up choosing like Spongebob Adventure for him for, ga- for Game Boy Color and I know I know 
I know the kids don't want that, you know? So I'm just like, whatever. You thought you got promoted to the video game section? It, it was, was the worst. the best move of your, yeah, of your Walmart career. <laughs> it was the worst. Uh, yeah. Mommy's going to get what she wants to get. It yeah. doesn't matter what It doesn't Dave matter says. what I say. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Sam? What was the worst job you ever had? The worst job I ever had was I had a job working at a butcher. And my job was to clean the trays. You know when you go to the butchers and they've got trays of meat? Yeah. Each different cut, and you've got the sausages, and you've got the lamb, and so those trays that they sat on—that was my job—was to clean all the blood and all uh, that crap off them yikes. every day after school. And it was probably my first job I ever had. My my first real job was at a shopping mall in this butcher shop, and I, I went in there, and, and all you do in the back, you'd just be washing, 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 washing. The worst thing about it was, wasn't even the job. Because at that stage of my life, I was like, I just want to make some money. Whatever. It's a job. I can make some money. The worst thing about that job was I got fired. And the reason I got fired was because I took too long cleaning the trays. I was trying to get them as clean as possible. But, <laughs> and maybe that meant I took a little bit longer than I should have. But yeah. it was like, my job's to clean. And I didn't realize I had a a timeline within which I had to achieve that job. You know, it's not like they said, hey, we want all these trades cleaned in 30 minutes. I'm like, I'm getting paid by the hour and I want to make sure they're spick and span. Yeah. But yeah, they thought otherwise and they said, you know, maybe you're not appropriate <laughs> for the job. And that's why I said, you know what? I was going to quit anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take that's, that. what, that's what a lot of people do when they, take when they that, lose a yeah. job. I think I've done that too. Yeah. It's, but, it's, it's not I, I wonder, Were you? Did you have like aspirations to become an actor before you came here or I, a TV personality before you came here? I had no aspirations to work in the industry here whatsoever. Like um, it's like a 14-year-old kid. Hmm. Fuck y'all. Hmm. I'm moving to Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my yeah. babies are going to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see it's kind of weird because I grew up, my mother was, um, she worked in um, musical theater and then she worked in television as a, a casting director and a producer. So I grew up cool. in that um, environment and I started acting in Australia like as a four year old. So I was, I was performing. Whoa. Like throughout elementary school. And then when I think I went to middle school, I kind of stopped and my mum as I was growing up she's like actors they're like out of work 70% if not more of the time yeah so you know you've got to get a real job when you don't have a role you're going to be waiting on tables so get an education and I thought okay that makes sense and were you a good student I was a shit student <laughs> I turned 18 in my final year of high school and in July, that's when my birthday is. And 18 is the legal age that you can drink alcohol in Australia. Yeah. I was drinking every other weekend, like before I turned 18. As soon as I turned 18, every weekend I was out drinking when I should have been at home studying. Yeah. And it just destroyed my, my career path in terms of education. Um, but back to the story, just even getting into the industry here, I just kind of fell into it. It wasn't... It, a, yeah, no, I had no expectation to be working in television and film here in Korea. Yeah. I, but every, everywhere I went in Australia, everyone's like, oh, you're Jan Russ's son. You're Jan Russ's son. You're Jan Russ's son. I had no name. 
Like just, I was famous for being my mother's son, and now you're because she was so recognized within in in the industry. And now you're was William's she, dad. <laughs> thanks for pointing that out. Thank you. Yeah. Was she on the TV show that you were on when you were four? No, no, no. She was. Um, but when she got into casting, um, I was on some of the TV shows that she was working on, and yeah, I guess that was part of it. She was so renowned in the industry that everyone knew her yeah. and yeah i was just famous she for casted that. um she cast russell crowe in yeah, like his crazy, first yeah. show in australia um wow, that's wild. she that's wild, right? discovered guy pierce um kylie minogue like um hugh jackman she signed hugh jackman for that's a contract crazy. and she broke the contract for him because he was going to drama school um that's so unbelievable. she kind of like set the career for some of australia's biggest actors that's insane yeah and i was like growing up i'm like mom get me a job on your tv show and she's like no you're gonna have to come in and audition like everyone else and i'm like that's cool of her though she didn't spoil you yeah no at the time i was like that is like that's just a shit job of being a parent i'm like shouldn't you be helping your child out yeah but as i get older and now that i'm a parent i'm like it's the best thing she could ever have ever done yeah. If she's like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll give you a, a job on TV. It's like you would never have appreciated it, you know, the, putting in the effort and the hard work and being able to do it on your own is just so much more beneficial and you get so much more out of it. Ooh, can I can I bring up your uh, previous acting role? Oh. Yeah, I did like small movie and like small music videos. It's like li- just little, just acting. Cause, played a gangster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of play something like that. Yeah. I usually play like, you know, little parts like that. I think I've been studying acting for a little bit. But like these days, I'm more like studying films. Studying know? films is in… I was studying acting like a couple of years ago. Like... Yes. Yeah, I'm okay. like studying really deep these days. So how did you end up… To, is it weird for me to ask you? Because I bet a bunch of people are listening to this already mm. know. But how did you end up doing it here then? I I completely fell into it. Someone… um, A friend of mine at the time knew a producer who was looking for a… Um, a non-Korean person that could speak Korean to go on a quiz show. And I thought, I'm like, I'll do it for shits and giggles. I'm like, just for a bit of fun. It wasn't anything serious. So this was before Gekkon? Yeah, it was well before Gag Concert. Um, and I did that. And then there was someone there who's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a manager and, you know, give me your details. I'll get you some work. And one thing led to another, led to another. And for me, it's always, it's just, just been opportunity after opportunity. And it, it almost feels like it's been fate. Like I haven't gone out there and proactively said, I, I want to be on television. You know, I want to, I want to do this. It, yeah, it was never that. And it just got to a stage in my life where it was something I enjoyed doing. And it was something that I was getting enough regular work with that I could make it a full-time profession. Yeah. Um, and were you just like doing the bar stuff and that was just a side that was just a side gig even when i was doing like television it was like you know it it makes sense to invest in a business of some sort yeah it makes sense to do that but in reality it's probably something you shouldn't do um you know you kind of focused on too many different aspects you know you've got a business you you have to do you know radio show you have to go and do this tv show it, it's hard to juggle them all so yeah, business was just something we got rid of. Uh, well, you know what I was just thinking about too? 
a lot of the people that are watching, the, listening to this, watching this, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. like, yes, everyone in Korea knows who the two of you are. Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe some of the like new international listeners who like aren't in Korea. You know, like I felt stupid for asking that question at first. No, but then, like, nobody there, I mean, it's not like everybody in other oh, countries yeah. knows what you guys do. The, my, my philosophy in life is there's no such thing as a stupid question. Yeah. And, you know, you've got a question, and there's probably 10 other people that, that want to know the answer to yeah. that question yeah. as well. And so, so, if people don't know what he does too, he's like a crazy YouTube celebrity here, also. Like, how did you start doing that? Well, honestly, man. He started doing it by sticking his phone on the wall with sticky tape. Yeah. Really? And taking videos. Yeah, I used to, you know, I used to… Take his phone to the wall. I don't like to go back to that time period because it's pretty embarrassing. I used to do a lot of… I used to do a lot of… Go there. Please go there. I used to do a lot of cringy videos. Like, at the time, it was like… I'm first generation YouTuber in Korea. I'm a first generation… In 2013, Koreans were not watching YouTube. Koreans were on Facebook, Mm -hmm. you know. YouTube wasn't even a, a thing in Korea. You know, so… What was the first video you ever did? It was, was, it was you sitting on a toilet. Wasn't no, it? it was it was about you actually. I was imitating you. That's wild. <laughs> My first video I ever did was imitating Sam Hemmings. Really? Yeah. If was, I if I pull it up right now on Facebook, yeah, that, on, that on YouTube, that video went viral of me. Uh, uh, imitating Sam Hemmington. and uh, really, that's unbelievable. It was the it was a. Oh, uh, the, 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 the importance of angles. Yeah, uh, and… Uh, um, but honestly, man, like… At the time, I just wanted to be a TV personality in Korea. But I realized… I soon realized that TV is not for me. Yeah, you've told me that a, a bunch of times. <laughs> I saw Dave on TV and he said something like… I'm I didn't the- say it. They said it. It was a, it was a, it was a tamak. Oh, really? It was something like the most famous… Um, non-Korean in Korea or, so, or the, someone with the most followers on the internet or yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. And I saw that and I'm like… And he was just like, who the fuck is this Here about? we go. <laughs> he and, he and talked I'm like, shit about me and I was I, like, I, I didn't say it. I, 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 I replied to something and I'm like, oh really? Is that what you think? Or, or something no, like that. No, what you did was you got on your very public Facebook page uh-huh. and you said… Some foreigner on TV <laughs> thinks he has the most followers on blah, blah, blah. But look at my page. Way more followers. <laughs> and it was the most immature, rude thing it I'd ever seen in my petty. life. It was, very it was petty. so petty. How, and, old, how and, long ago was this? It's 2013. Yeah, okay. And the thing is, I didn't even say it. The MC said it. And it was in Chamak. And Sam took that and just shat on me. <laughs> and I literally replied. I'm like, dude. I'm a huge fan, actually. I didn't even I didn't even say that. And Sam was like, uh, "Oh, my bad." Yeah, he was actually pretty good about it. I was like, I didn't. I it wasn't even my intention. That's their concept of their show, you know. Wow. Like, and then we ran into each other on the street in Itaewon. Itaewon, yeah. And it was just a random. And you thing. broke his finger. <laughs> 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 no, but I used to I used to be so envious of Sam, man. Back in the day, that's what I wanted to be. I wanted wow. to be a TV personality, and then I realized. That TV, it, it takes a different kind of skill. Yeah. You, you pretty much have to, I guess, first of all, you have to be selfish. Not in the way, not personality-wise, but you, ha- you have to be ruthless on TV. If you want to 
you know, make yourself known on TV. You have to be cutting other people off. You have to jump your voice. Unless randomly. you're one of those people that's just a, a, a natural. Exactly. Which it sounds like you are because you weren't He's even a like natural. trying to do that. Sam's well, always mean, been a natural. And, and we've talked about this all the time because I've seen times when Dave's been on TV and I'd look at his performance and I'd talk to him and say, you know, maybe you should try doing this, doing that. I, I'm like this on TV. Like I just sit there awkwardly analyze things and say some weird remark that makes everyone uncomfortable. Yeah. But people like that about me now on my YouTube because that's me. You yeah. Know? People find that weird kind of off humor funny. But it doesn't translate as well to Korean KBS TV. Mm-hmm. People are like, that guy is so weird and awkward and sucks on TV. You know? And he found it really difficult. But part of it is, is when you do something like YouTube the way Dave does it, he doesn't have well, he doesn't have a big production team behind him. He was doing it all himself. So he can create what he wants. He can do what he wants. And he doesn't have a framework within which he has to work. Dave's world. Yeah. With television, there's, you know, they've put a, a script in place. There's producers, there's writers. There's, and they've got a vision for what they want. And you have to work within that. So it I, for him, it's it's really difficult. But for me, it's... You know, it's something I've always done, and it just—he's yeah. good kind of at it, man. Naturally. Sam kills it, man. You're really great at YouTube. Well, yeah, but that's different, though. You know, yeah, because yeah, you know, like Sam said, I can script it out. I can make it how I—I'm more of a producer mind than an actual TV personality. You know, I—I mm-hmm. I envision what I want and make it. You know, versus Sam can be put in any situation and just mold it into his own. You know? I love the idea yeah. of you getting pissed off at like during like a. A pong song. Oh man, the PDs hated me, man. Yeah. They fucking hated me because I'm just like, Didn't I can't walk, do that. Haven't you walked out on a show before? Yeah, I said I, <laughs> like I'm not doing this. I'm getting out of here. No, they made me. Uh, they made me like. We were eating hongo. It's like uh, you know, like fermented like fermented fish, fish or whatever, skate and skate or whatever that is. That they told me to steering. react a certain way, and I'm like, I don't feel that way, mm-hmm. like. But you're a foreigner. I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, oh, that's I'm like, You're like, you're a foreigner. You're supposed to react like this. I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing this then. And I just walked out. And the PD's like, never come back. I'm like, I don't plan to. And Is it still like that on, on TV? It's not as bad anymore. They're used to foreigners now. It's not even special it's, anymore it's now. Cha- the difference is now. When I first started doing television here, a lot of the time it was, you know, say things that you think the audience wants to hear. Oh, this kimchi is delicious. I love kimchi. <laughs> kimchi no mumashi so heba. And it was kind of like, oh, I'm so happy all the time. And it was that was when I first started out. And I got to a stage in my career where I was like, I felt like I was going to move back to Australia. And this was kind of my last chance. I had a, a show and I was just like, you know what? I don't, I don't give a shit. If I'm funny or not, I really don't care. And I was at that stage in my life where I... I didn't have any concerns anymore. And I think there was also just a change in the environment where it was, it was, people were, were understanding if you got on television and you were upset, you were angry. You know, we're all human. You can't expect people to be on television and just be happy all the time. And the viewers kind of, they changed their expectations of what television should be as well. And nowadays, I think, they just appreciate the honesty. Mm. So if you don't like something, people are just saying, you know what? I don't, I don't actually like that. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. And and that's just the way it's it's changed. So it's not what Dave experienced is it's not like that anymore. But yeah, he's had his experience. He's you know yeah, he's not, been burnt. He probably doesn't want to go back there. He yeah. and I did a uh, I won't name the person or like what we were shooting, but we shot something together one time and the other guy who was doing it was kind of like he'd never done something like this before, but he was kind of in charge as like the host of the thing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm on this side and this guy's in the middle and uh, he, the guy wasn't doing a very good job. And I was like trying to like lighten the mood because it was obvious that like all of the directors and everything were just like, what are we doing with mm-hmm. this guy? And Dave just looked at him and goes, do you even know where you are right now? <laughs> <laughs> And the guy was just like, Dave is this you guy's hero. Just bro. Shattered his dreams. Dave, Dave loved this dude. You know, I mean, this dude loved Dave. Oh, dream shatterer. <laughs> no, but it put him on his best behavior. Like, so the world needs both kinds of people. I think. Like, I'm too nice that this guy. This episode was going to be thrown in the trash. Dave, on the other hand, was just like straight to it. Like, bro, what are you doing? What's going on here? And it made it. And it made it work. Everyone was like thankful that he did it. But that was really funny. You you were you were all business, you know what I mean? Like Dave's always all business though. Yeah. He doesn't he's not he he just doesn't take it. Like if he doesn't agree with it, he's gonna tell you he doesn't agree with it. Yeah. yeah. Wu's giving me some lessons on that to just keep your mouth shut and just <laughs> say yes. Wow. Like at least five times Wu's been like, Why don't you just let it go? Why why do you why do you say it? Just keep it to yourself and move on. I'm not good at that. Yeah. I'm not good at that. If, I, if so I don't like that, something, I just say it. That, I'm not good at that. I wish I could be. I think it just what? depends on the situation. Like, because I was worse than him, you know. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. The fact that he's saying this, I don't quite comprehend that. Uh, uh. It's almost saying right now you're like a Zen master. <laughs> you're the guy who who, who because, should be doing things like that and telling people, you know. You know, if someone says don't mm. do that, you're like, I don't care what you're saying. I'm just going to break your finger. But mm. the thing about Wu is he's had he's he's been through stages where he couldn't control his, your your anger, right? Back at like ten years ago, right? Yeah, you told was, me that all the time. Like, yeah, I had my like rough problems, and I I have a personality like I I keep wanting to change, or I get tired of the same situation. I think I was just really tired of those situation like th- that I was getting involved the confrontations in confrontations, yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah, and. And like I said, I was talking about the back in the days, Hongde. And and something happened in my life that I told myself that I'm just going to stop with all this. And it just got better. You know, if I could avoid it, then I'll just avoid it. You know, but probably there's, there's some times like I got to tell the person or something like that. But I mean, it's still hard for me like every day. But if you could just, you know. Avoid the situation. I think it's better. When your stature speaks for itself, too, you learn, <laughs> you learn that you don't have to, right? Like, and and, and back you, in the days, like you also have to appreciate you know, that 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 Wu has like full sleeves of <laughs> tattoos, and he he's quite an imposing character. So if, if he says to someone, "I don't think I want to do that," yeah. but you know, the average person is going to be shaking in their boots, even <laughs> if he says that in his most polite voice ever. Well, well when they're drunk, like you know, they. They want to test people like us that looks like these. You know, I don't know why, you know. I don't understand that either because Mm. I remember going to Octagon when, I don't know, is Octagon still even in existence anymore? It was like at the moment, at the time I went, it was like the hottest club in Seoul. And I went there and I saw Kim Dong-yeon, stun gun from the UFC. Anyway, he's a UFC fighter, Korean UFC fighter. And he was there 
drinking with some of his the fighters from his um what do you call it from his um stu- I want to say it's studio his camp yeah his, his camp, camp. Yeah. and this drunk guy has come up to him and started picking a fight and I just stood there and I'm like I'd probably had a few too many drinks I'm like am I seeing this right? this guy's trying to pick a fight with stun gun who's like he was like the best Korean UFC fighter at the time I'm like this is insane what would I don't know how much you'd have to drink to get it in your head that you could physically confront a UFC, a professional fighter. I don't think it's about that. I think it's, it's the, about the, like his why… His job is to pummel people's heads in. It's the, it's the reason why people go bungee jumping and skydiving. Like people like the thrill of putting themselves in serious danger. Like I, I don't know, I've like drank a couple of times and I've like walked up to a guy who looks like Woo and been like, <laughs> bro, have you ever been to a gym before? And just… Like, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Just like, just I can show you a healthy junk, bro. Like if you're just teasing them, but also I guess it's also the same kind of thing. Like I don't do that anymore. But like, it, it's the same as like jumping out of an airplane. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> so picking a fight with Wu is like jumping out of an airplane. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Just, and it's also like, maybe it's your way. You're slightly like, you know, intimidated by them or jealous of, of like something about them that they're able to be that dedicated to making their bodies look like that. And you're like, maybe I'm, maybe I can strike up a conversation with this guy by humor, you know, like by making a joke about how I can whoop his ass or something. A lot of people, I mean, the people, joke is all right, but like, you know, before the quarantine, because I DJ also at the club. And so after I played the music, I, I came, I went to the bar and I drank some water and, and I was just standing there and some, you know how in the club, like you just, get bumped into people a lot. Mm-hmm. And there was this guy, he was just like literally bumping into me. So I, I I just went like that, you know, after for like the fifth time. And he just looked back and he was like, well, you could fight? Just like that in Korean, mm-hmm. you know? You could fight? I'm like, and I was with uh, the owner of the place named DJ Wu. You were with me. You were with well, me. I was. It was a big motherfucker. No, no, was, no, it's not. It's not that situation. Oh, that's another <laughs> fight, Dave. Come on, are you not in every fight? That, you're not in every confrontation that Wu's been in. It no, was I, Wu and DJ Wu. <laughs> <laughs> it was two Wu's. It was like a Wu Tang Clan. Come on, it was the Wu Tang Clan. Leave him alone. Clan. Yeah, and he just looked at me and just you know asked me a question. I don't know if it what kind of. I'm like, no, I can't fight. And I just walked out, I walked out the place. She was just looking at me like this, you know. But you could fight. I'm like, no, I can't fight. And I just walked out the place. You I know? was literally behind Wu that day. I was little. I was literally there. I was with he, he you. He wasn't a big guy. I don't think he was a big guy. He was him. It was two other guys. His I think friends. I know what you're talking. I think I know the situation. And this guy you're was, and, about, he, and the guy looks that, at you, and he's like, Saul Chara? and you go, oh. no. Then it's that guy. <laughs> and then and then I why got did I, I, why did I look at him so small though? No, he he wasn't that small. He was oh. a big dude. That's why he and he was he was him and two other mm. dudes. And he was me, you, and and Wu and yeah. uh, Dong Yeah. And he was right and he kept bumping me. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I yeah, said yeah, something to him like, yeah. man, that motherfucker, yeah. that motherfucker's gonna get hit. I said some shit like because it was annoying me too. Because yeah. he was not bumping into you only, he was bumping yeah. to all of us. And then you just stood there with a smile on your face. You were just, but you weren't doing it. You Master were just Zen. It. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> and you're like, Ani bute. like Musa yeah. or something. You said some shit like that. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, let's go. And that's it. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Well, you know what Wu says sometimes when somebody, 
like bumps in him really hard or messes with him or gotcha or like says the wrong thing to him. Mm-hmm. Woof's this is something Wu says a lot. Man, if this was 10 years ago. <laughs> always says that. Man, if this was 10 years ago. Because I was like, you know, in a different look. I was like mm-hmm. bigger, just skinhead, just just different attitude, you know. By the way, skinhead has a different meaning here than it does. Oh, yeah. In other places. Shaved head. Shaved head. His head was bust. Shaved head. Shaved head. A bald head. Shaved head. Yeah. That… That's what I mean. He's like Master Zen. Yeah. <laughs> Master Always look at this dude's jawline oh, and you know he can <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Just, I, I'm sorry. I, I said something earlier on. I said there's no such thing as a dumb question. When that guy asked you if you can fight, that's, that's a, dumb a dumb question. <laughs> that's not a question you ask. I'm sorry. That was a real… That was a stupid question. That's just like, uh, can you fight? Well… <laughs> It's like us. And Mr. actually, Pope I thought Catholic. about it a little bit. Can I really fight? I haven't fought in so long. You know, I was really yeah. thinking about it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he caught you off guard. Second guessing yourself. Wow. <laughs> is it just me or is this jar not up to par? <laughs> uh, deja vu. You guys want to do? Deja vu. Deja vu. You guys want to pull something out? Pull something out of that. Oh, this is interesting. I'm. I'm actually kind of curious. Tell us about your first crush. All right, I'll tell you about my first. When I say first crush, it's like my first crush, proper crush, not like a elementary school. You know, uh, I think that girl's cute, and you know, elementary school kids kind of. Oh, I've got a girlfriend. This was high school. Um, so there was this girl. She was. There were twins actually. They weren't identical twins though. It's lit. And. <laughs> We had, like, it. she was, like, my best friend. Like, it was just, we had this great relationship. I'd go over to her house, and her mum would make me, like, food to eat, and we'd go out, and we'd drink together, and we'd do everything together. We were just, like, it was almost like it was meant to be, but I was just, I just didn't have the confidence to, to ask her out. I was, like, you know, it was... We talked what we talked about last time is that if she's like, no, I don't want to get in a relationship with you, like that would just have devastated me. That would have just, it would have ruined me. Is like, I don't know what I would have been able to have done after that. So I just, I never said anything. I'm just like, maintain status quo. Let's maintain this relationship as friends. If it goes, if I cross that line and things go to shit, you lose a friendship. You lose a friendship. I'm like, well, I'll just, be happy with the friendship and tell myself when I go to sleep at night and you know, okay, <laughs> Dave, you got a crush story. Um, we're talking about actual real crushes. What, as opposed to imaginary? No, as opposed to like when we're like nine or 10 years old. Oh, no, whatever you comfortable with. All right. Well, in high school, there was this girl, Rebecca, and I was crazy about her. Um, she liked classic rock like me. I used to love classic rock. She liked it. At the, at the age of nine, you liked classic no, rock? No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying in high school. Oh, sorry, sorry. In high school. Sorry. What was your favorite hmm. classic rock number? Um, Poison? Nah, I was a big fan of like the Death Beatles, the Stones, the Kinks, the Who. And uh, she liked a lot of classic rock too. And uh, we used to have this thing called Zanga. I don't know if you guys remember. It was like a… You remember Zanga? Is Zanga the same as Jenga? No, it's not the same as Jenga. <laughs> Zanga is kind of like a social network. It was kind of like MySpace before MySpace. Oh, what? Yeah. It was like Reddit MySpace. Uh, yeah. Oh, only for like cool internet. Nerds. It was kind of, it was, yeah, it was kind of, yeah, cool internet nerds. And uh, 
I used to follow her Zanga alone. Like I, she she had no idea who I was. I would just obsess over this girl. You mean you followed her and she didn't follow you back? Yeah, she had no idea. I, I thought I, you meant she had one she follower. Didn't, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> she knew. No. She definitely knew if that was no. the case. I used to always uh, look at her Zanga. But she didn't even know I, I existed. And that sounds… I used That's to what look at her Zanga. I used to look at her Zanga. <laughs> It's <laughs> like looking at your tidbits. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Is that? Did you see her Zenga? Was Zeng, so Zenga was like MySpace in that it had you had profile photo and everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, and uh, it showed like the kind of music she liked. She liked all the same music. She liked mm-hmm. the Beatles and stuff. She liked anime like me. She liked video games. She was like a she was like a cool nerd kind of girl. She was really pretty. And uh, the cool thing about this story is did she uh, did she know you at school or she didn't know like you? She from had dirt? no idea who I was. But I slowly started making friends with her friends. Believe it or not, she ended up becoming my first girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah, my okay. first kiss and everything, man. She, I, yeah, she, I, I loved her, man. And uh, we ended up breaking up later off. Like a year or two later. But yeah. My first crush ended up being my first girlfriend. And I kind of slowly, you know, found my way into her life. And yeah. It's… um, I, I can't say her name, but… So there was this girl… That I had crushed for about like two years. So we were just like, you know, just good friends for a long time. And and she had a boyfriend at that time. And and I and I I, I was feeling really attracted to her for just I think I was getting kind of nervous in front of her. So this one event that happened, she called me middle of the night after about two years. And it was like three. And she never really calls me at that time. And so I just so I just went to where she was. She was with her friends. So, but she never really calls me at that time, you know? Yeah. So I, I think I, I felt a little nervous. But, yeah. but I don't know if she was with her friends. But she was with a bunch of her friends. And so I went. And I was like, oh, okay. It's just like a casual thing. And we were drinking a little bit. And one by one, everyone starts to leave. You know what I mean? Uh... Yeah. Everyone was leaving. I was like, like, so it was just only three of us left. Almost and then, like a setup. Yeah, and then, then, but I wasn't thinking that far, yeah. you know. And she took me to another place uh, with her friend. It was it was like a dark bar, and and some there was doing some fireworks, and a drink came out, and I drank it, and I don't know, I think that was Bacardi or something. And then <laughs> I was just gone. And then when I and she, I guess she saw that I was gone, and her friend was like, "Oh, I gotta go," and then and then left, and then and then something happened. And then, so we got together after there was something happened. And and then she told me later on that it was like her master plan and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was the girl you already liked. It was to get you drunk and seduce you. <laughs> so I guess she was feeling like the, the same feeling so that was I was it, feeling so for like two it, years. Yeah, it's both of you had a, a connection. Wow. Yeah. That's cool though. Yeah. yeah. That's like your, your real first real crush ended yeah, up, yeah, you know, yeah. having a crush back. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's tight. But it was it took it took us a long time, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess two years. That yeah. And then she was like, "You fell into my master plan," you know. <laughs> That's a lot. There's a lot of planning that goes into something like that, though. If you have to organize all your friends, and you probably have to word them up somewhat as to what's happening, because you don't want them all to stand up and leave at once, because that's kind of obvious. Yeah. So you kind of like, you know, she's sitting there giving them like a a nod. You go, you go. I don't know. <laughs> you're too, you're too. But everyone was just leaving like just like like casually. So I wasn't thinking that far, you oh, know what I mean? Uh, that, 
Yeah, that's a great yeah. plan, though. Yeah. That's a great setup. Make a movie out of yeah. it someday. <laughs> Make a short film out of it. Yeah. What about you, So? What's your first question? Let's do another one. All right. Um, tell us about a time you embarrassed yourself in front of someone you admire. Oh. Oh. It was like the weekend before I moved into my new apartment. My new house, actually, in college. And my mom decided to, like, drive me there because it was kind of like an old, like, Victorian kind of house. You know, mm -hmm. it was like five of my friends from high school who all went to the same college. And we decided to, like, all move in together. And my mom decided to drive me up to school to, like, help me kind of, like, just clean around, like, the clean around the house and stuff and get it ready before everyone came. And one of my other buddies who was going to be my roommate, he and his mother were also driving up, but about like 30 minutes later or something. So it was like an hour long ride there. And because it was like my last night with all my like friends in town, I, I partied super hard. And like, we're about like, we're almost like one stop to the town that my university was in. And I like have to go number two. Like real bad, and I tell my mom, like, mom, I think we need to pull over. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to, I need to take a dump, and she's just like, honey, we're almost there. It's only going to be about like fifteen oh, minutes, <laughs> and so I, I, I did. You know, I admire my mother, like the, yeah, like the thing, yeah. right? So I didn't want her to know that I can't hold my own shit. <laughs> so, anyways, like, <laughs> we're we're just about to pull into the driveway, and I like. You know, shit my pants uh, in front of my mother. Like, front seat, car, she's driving, I'm in the front seat. And I just have to look at my mom and say, like, Mom, I, I pooped my pants. How, how old were you at the time? How old are you when you're going into your second year of college? Way too old to be shitting my pants. Did she have leather seats? So, or they... I, yeah, I mean, it was like a Volvo station wagon with the le hot leather seats. At least yeah. the leather seats are easier to clean than the cloth uh, No, no shit, God. I, the shit just filled my underwear. So, the poop, I mean, the poop, the poop. He called the shit was... poop. <laughs> what movie is that? Where he called, he called the shit poop. But anyways, uh, yeah, so we pulled up and uh, I just like had to run into this house to like clean myself off. But like the second that I opened the door, my buddy and his mother pulled up and I was like, oh no, now it's not just my mom who's going to catch me <laughs> shitting my pants. It's my, my new roommate and his mother who are going to like find out what I've done. So I like ran into the bathroom and like threw my underwear underneath the, this like Victorian style like bathtub that was just like this high off oh, the, the ground. The, claw, the, the claws on the, the bottom of the bathtub. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. kind of like the claws, yeah. like the fake gold holding up the thing. And I'm like, I know I can be safe long enough while they're cleaning. This house was huge, you know what I mean? Like five bedrooms. So when they walked in, I was like, I got at least a little bit of time for them to like walk outside and take a break before I have to go like get rid of these underwear. <laughs> Literally the second that my friend's mom walked into the house, she goes, Oh my God, look at that cute bathtub. I bet it's filthy under there. Oh! And goes to like go, go like underneath the bathtub. And I just like ran in and was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I need to use the restroom, Mrs. So and so. And like had to go in and ca oh. carry them out, if you will. Jesus wow. Jesus. Yeah, that was a wild time. That's wild. <laughs> wow. That's is and and what was your mother's take on the story? I mean, she's like the best. She she <laughs> totally helped me. Like when when my friend's mother was like was going like in, in there, she was like, she was oh, wait a second. You should come into this room real quick and uh, check this out. You know, she had my back. Yeah, so my story is 
similar with yours, but just it's all drunk as hell. And so I'm with the same lady that that I mentioned earlier with the crush. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh. So I'm in. I'm still in the stage of trying to, you know, like, you know, get her to like me more. I mean, she liked me, but I wanted to impress her. This was after the setup. Yeah, after the setup, like, like, like few months after the setup. So we're mm-hmm. still going through that the fire stage, you know. Yep. So we went to the club together. And I guess she gave me the similar drink that she gave me to get fucked up, you know. So I drank that and and then everything <laughs> I think you dodged a bullet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like I was in heaven or something. I'm in a club, you know. She's a repeat offender. That one. <laughs> no, she'll be joking about this, man. Now that it's happened twice, bro. I need to call yeah. the <laughs> so I'm like zoning out, like I, I'm not even knowing like almost where I'm at. I just I'm just feeling just just off, you know, and happy and off. And and I just I don't know I just felt this like the the animal type of instinct and I just turned and I just kissed her like just crazy mm-hmm. I just kissed her crazy and I look back and so I'm, we're kissing and then I look up and she's right here oh <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh no turns out that it was the same set of twins that said first time and it really is all fate <laughs> and you're watching the Truman Show. <laughs> but then she understood because it was a guy, you know. What? <laughs> that is. I, I told her. I was like, oh, oh. I thought it was you. <laughs> she was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, that man, is the that's... best. Story ever, bro. Was it a guy or not? It yes. was a guy. So he was. She wasn't pissed. Whoa. <laughs> Who is you? You like the onion from hell. <laughs> It's like we get one layer of woo and then we take another. And it's just like, it just keeps getting better and oh better. God. Oh, yeah. my. Did he have long hair? Uh, no. <laughs> it was just kind of like this, you know. I'm he like, was a skinhead. I'm like, I'm like, just like this. I'm, I'm like zoning out. And then it was just like, you know, I just felt some skin on the side, you know, and I, of course I thought it was her, you know. But I'm, what, just hang like, on. I'm just like this, and I just went like that. You know? <laughs> what was what was the guy's reaction? Uh, he looked happy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this, what am I gonna do? Fight him? Look His at that face jawline. was just like this. So I'm like looking at looking at my girlfriend. I looked at the guy, and the guy's like, it's just like that, you know. His lucky day. Wow, Dave, can you top that? <laughs> I don't think you can. Kissed his pants, shoot his pants, came <laughs> out with a dude he didn't even give a fuck. <laughs> it's gradually getting worse and worse. I'm glad I started out first. Exactly. I don't, I don't even want to say mine. Because mine's not even funny. It's just depressing as hell. Like everything I say, mine's just depressing as fuck. That could be like the theme of this podcast. Like something that has to do with the gamut of emotions that are around you. Mine's just depressing. Come on, we, this has been like all a right. Roller, it's the the with with woo. We've done the loop <laughs> and the roller coaster, and we're coming back to home base now. All right, what so my my dad's uh, mine's depressing. So just get ready. My dad's a music producer, an amazing guitar player, mm-hmm. session musician. You know, um, he's done music his whole life. His whole career is based off music. When I'm in high school, I was in high school, and I wanted to be like a rock star too. You know, that, that was like my dream, just to be like my dad. You know, I, I was obsessed with rock music back then. So I put together a band, you know, and we our songs were decent, you know. I, I was I met this uh, guy, and he was he was a really good singer. We put together a couple of songs, and uh, we had a drummer. We didn't have a bass player, 
we picked up uh we actually found a bass player but the kid didn't know how to play bass mm-hmm. it was a korean kid actually he was a, he was a completely he, he could hardly speak english but i was like bro can you play bass he's like no nah. i'm like all right well act like you can play bass <laughs> so all the cool bands like all the bands that did well at school they they would always play this one venue mm-hmm. you know and uh it was really hard to get this venue to book you. You had to be kind of like a, you know, outstanding rock. Like it was outstanding indie band at the time, you know. So we finally got this venue to book us. And, uh, you know, my dad was all excited. You know, like you're going to do your first show. You know, my son has a band, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I sent out invitations to everyone in school. Everyone I knew. Like come out, see our show. Uh, and it ended up raining. The venue was empty. Zero people in the entire venue. The only people who were at the venue was my dad watching <laughs> watching me. That thing you were talking about? I just <laughs> <laughs> watched me super watched me super Ooh. nervous. That's depressing. The only people watching us were the was the next band. And by the time the next band was about to go up, people started flocking in. Oh man. And the guys the guys in the next band were they were super cool. They're like it's good music, man. It's just, you know, sometimes, you know, people don't come out for you. I'm like, right. And my dad like hugged me and everything, but it was, it was pretty freaking embarrassing. And that's, see, the thing about this story is I had this story prepared from the beginning, mm-hmm. but I didn't think <laughs> he would have a funny <laughs> shitty story. He would have a story where he made out with a dude. I, and I, I gave you the opportunity to go first. I should have like, no, went no, no, first. No, 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 I'll wait till later. And well, we can edit it too. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, to be honest. I actually think it's funnier if it goes yeah. like this. But to be honest, I also think that I'd rather shit my pants <laughs> than have that happen. Yeah. Really, that sounds that was terrible. And I acted like it was all great and everything, but I was devastated. Yeah. And the band, and everybody kind of like slowly quit the band because, you know. I, I, I'd actually prefer to perform <laughs> in front of you know, a hundred people that didn't laugh or didn't clap and booed me than perform in front of nobody. Mm-hmm. It was pretty miserable. That would be, that's tough. That's tough. But they say that if you can power through that, that's, you know, one of the first lessons to becoming a professional artist. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. But Thanks. you gave up. I, I I didn't give up. I kept trying to make music, but I ended up coming to Korea. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could relate to that in a different way. How so? Um, Cause I was booked for some work long time ago when I was when I was really young when I was crump dancing. Yeah. So I'm like just this big dude just doing the the wild dance. I got booked for some work, and it was like my first or second work that I was booked for. Yeah. So I, I got I was a little bit excited mm-hmm. in the in a young age. Oh, I'm gonna do a show at some place. You know, show show my dance skills and stuff like that. But the time was like 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 eleven or twelve. During the day, you know, so I'm like, that's that's weird, but I went and they they say it said Hangang somewhere, you know. How do you say Hangang in English? Yeah, Han River. Yeah, Han River. So, so I go. So I'm I'm wearing like like all red and black and just looking crazy, you know. And I I go, and I look at the audience, and there's only like like one line, uh, like one or two or something like that, and and it was some type of something for like grandmothers and grandfathers yeah. you know and and if i was like a tap dancer or something like that or doing doing lyrical or ballet or something that type of dancing it, it wouldn't 
I, I was getting really nervous, you know. Yeah. I'm about to turn on that just hard music and just like rah, rah, just like start pumping, yeah. you know. <laughs> <sighs> so the music comes on and I was just like just dancing like crazy. I I did my job and you know they were just looking at me just like, <laughs> oh. damn man. But 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 you know. After it was done, you know, they, they just gave me the claps, though. They are just like… <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> At least you got claps. There was nobody there to clap for me. It was a Jeez. strange feeling. <laughs> no one's clapping. A podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would have been… Yeah, actually… Don't even try, Sam. No. <laughs> Don't even try. I think bodily functions… Knock it off. That was a lot less embarrassing than what he went through. Yeah. That's wild, yeah. That's wild to say that, right? That I'd rather… I, yeah, I'd rather poo my pants right now than have to go through that. Yeah. Well, yes. well we're not going to end it on anything worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it's all right, Dave. Thanks. It's all right. Things are only going to get things are only going to get better. There's like a million like video memes that could have been made out of the past like three hours of conversation, right? and they probably will. Yeah, they probably will. I hope that, Yeah, I mean, there's like gold in this. They probably will. Uh, of course, that's a, some footage of Dave's dad just <laughs> shredding, <laughs> and Dave just like with the crying, meme, the Jordan meme. <laughs> oh. Oh, dear me. Dear uh, me. Close it has it, been enjoyable. Close this out, Sam. Uh, yeah. That that was, um, of course, fun yet again. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Saul and Wu for joining us again today. Also, uh, if you want to see the video footage, find us on Instagram, The Dive Studios, also on YouTube as well. Um, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And make sure to leave reviews on the podcast. The more reviews we get, the better. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll be back with more uh, next time. Check out Part-Time Cooks, too. Check out Part-Time Cooks, Killer Music, and follow Wu at Damon Wu. Yes. (laughs) 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 Or it may be good morning, depending on what Uh, you're listening. True. All right, guys. Thanks, guys, for coming out. All right. right. Thanks, guys. Thank you for having us, dude. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at LittletonCoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at LittletonCoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. 
serving collectors since 1945. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.